0: Fine art nature photographer Margot Carrera is known for capturing landscape scenery, flowers, and wildlife. And you can view her work at carrerafineart.com. She's also got a wonderful Etsy store for her nature-inspired gifts and clothing that feature her work. And you can go to etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Margot Carrera. We're excited to have her back on Big Ben Radio today because Nancy... A little birdie, or maybe it's Priscilla, she knows, our little sock monkey travel mascot, told us that she is ready to send us on a special story mission as part of your Love Your Parks tour. Hi, Margot. How are you? Hi. It's good to talk to you guys again. I know. Where are you sending us? We're excited.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh... I'm sending you all over the planet. No. <laughs>
0: <Definitely>. Okay. <laughs>
1: all over the planet looking for gardens and botanical gardens and gardens inside the National Park. Oh. I, want, I love taking pictures of flowers, so I want to hear all about the gardens.
0: Okay. I like this. I'm excited this. for it. So gardens. And, you know, I think that's something about beautifying our country, but also it's healthy for our country to have gardens. The more gardens, the better. Absolutely. Well,
1: it certainly helps the habitat and the wildlife. It does. For sure.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the humans. (laughs) Yeah, we need to keep all our garden spaces we possibly can. And how can you be angry when you look at a flower? Oh, no. I'm in awe when I look at a flower. Yeah, Mm. exactly. So with us going on these park tours, um, with our tour going to all these different units, whether it's national parks or state parks, Nancy and I have had this, you know, amazing opportunity in phase one and of our tour, um, going to places like Mount Rainier National Park and um, Margot, this was in the end of August and at the beginning of our tour. And mm. it was, I mean, blankets of wildflowers, just in one, you know, I couldn't even, just, you know, the size of our body would be like about 10 different wildflowers in one little patch, you know. Um, It was incredible. I mean, we we did a lot of hiking. We went up. We did part of the Wonderland Trail, and that even had uh, wildflowers all the way at the top. So it was pretty amazing. So, Would you consider that a garden if it is just these big wildflower places? Oh,
1: absolutely, because you're in the middle of nature, and that's nature's garden. That's automatic. The other gardens... Uh, are human designed and nature designs it i think the best
0: <laughs> it's all it's all good i mean we also we got to go to the american rose society garden oh, right. yeah and well there's a lot of roses man so many different kinds and there's a lot mm. of history to the roses so i mean they're all good we also got a chance to see the world's largest rose bush in southern mm-hmm. arizona so, how about wow. that? <laughs> yes, yeah, a- oh,
1: I would have yeah. loved that. Roses are my favorite thing to photograph.
0: Mm. They're America's flower, it's our national flower. Yeah. yeah. But that rose bush is like over 100 years old. Yeah, it's over 100 years old and 9,000 square feet wide. How about that? Wow. Um, it's in the Guinness Book of Records, it's been in National Geographic. It's amazing. But there's, to me, I love the fact that you're open to all plant places because. You know, there's places out here in the desert, like we have Organ Pipe National um, Monument, and it's the only place you're going to see the Organ Pipe Cactus in America in its wild habitat. You know, we have Saguaro National Park here in our backyard, um, and this is the only place you're going to see them in a national park setting. Well, there's other parks, but southern Arizona is your place for these amazing parks. Tonto National Monument has them. um, All the way up to Phoenix, you'll get these saguaros. Um, so it's a unique setting. They're iconic. And then there's a Joshua tree. You know, you get those uh-huh. up in Southern California and then Mojave Desert. So things like that. And even Ocotillos. I love Ocotillos. And then you don't get them everywhere across the country. But you also get quail and hummingbirds that come because of, because of the of yeah. flowers. And one thing we are on a mission to do is also to look at all these native plant gardens that people are doing, Margot. Um, So if that's okay, there's a Certified Wildlife Habitat Program where um, the National Wildlife Federation is um, really encouraging. They've done, I think, over, I can't remember how many million gardens, square, I think it's like 73 million acres have been planted of native plants um, with their organization. They're getting homeowners, uh, hotels, (laughs) and resorts to plant native gardens and monarch butterfly waste stations um, to support the native habitats and support wildlife. So that that's part of uh, what we have a passion for is to encourage people to plant native plants. Does that work with you?
1: Oh, absolutely. Out here in Napa, California, we have Martha Walker native habitat and we also have in California, um, the California native plant society mm. that, that helps uh, provide, um, Important habitat and teaches gardening and horticulture so people locally can grow natural habitat in the home You know they reduce um, natural habitat Reduces maintenance reduces your need for pesticide Mm. it invites pollinators it helps um, Mm. uh, Create habitat for wildlife create healthy ecosystems and encourage children, um, local children to, to learn about nature and um, create school
0: gardens. Yes, that's no. awesome. Okay, so, so now we come to gardens. There's school gardens. We went to a place in Ajo, Arizona, which is right outside Organ Pipe National, uh, Cact- Organ Pipe Cactus National Monument, and their entire community is a designated, uh, certified wildlife habitat. They have over 63 gardens dedicated to wildlife. And, uh, you know, we did a video there, but from doing that, the schools, we went to actually watch a school gardening program. Mm -hmm. They have community gardens. And then they started, because they're kind of out in the middle of nowhere. It's not like you have a typical grocery store. You have little grocery stores, but it's not the same as being able to go get everything you want. Um, They created their own, you know, they have a, like a little farm, really, where they're growing um, their own vegetables and fruits, but also heritage plants and uh, they plants growing pomegranate trees, and they had their own chickens, and, you know, so it's really quite amazing how this community came together to not only live off of the land, but do it in an environmentally responsible way, um, but also create these habitat gardens, so it's a nice buffer between the National Park Unit and them, which is good for the wildlife and the birds. It's also really good on water saving. Saving water, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a huge issue
1: yeah that's important yeah mm-hmm. and uh, that's what improves the maintenance quality and mm-hmm. and because it's natural to the area they get less um insects yeah and yeah so you don't have to spray insecticides and or mm-hmm. you can use some plants to to create barriers from uh, the harmful um mm-hmm. insects from coming and it actually promotes the healthy beneficial ones um, provides habitat for them to, to be here. Like you talked about the monarch butterfly. Mm-hmm. I, I actually have a project going on right now for the monarch butterfly just through my store. I, um, when somebody orders, um, let's say gift cards or something from me, uh, I send them a packet of milkweed seeds <laughs> so that if they are in the path of the monarch butterfly, they can, just plant it in their backyard and the butterfly will have a place to stop and uh eat because that's what it survives on. So and it used to grow wild, but you know, as the farms started out here they were killing off the weeds and they killed off their food supply. Mm-hmm. That's part of their
0: problem. So mm-hmm. You're absolutely right, and milkweed is one of the most amazing plants, That's and we have it in, in so many different forms. You know, some of it's like vines, some of it are stalks. You know, some of them are in bushes. You know, it's all in different ways, and um, it's really, you know, if it helps the monarch butterfly, you know, you're also helping bees and other kinds of butterflies as well. So it's a, and it's it's important because you're not only doing the flower, but you're also creating food for the caterpillar. It's not always just for those butterflies to land on. Um, it's the actual food. They need the munchies. They need their greenery. <laughs> salad. Yeah. <laughs> they do yeah. They need their salad. Well, we're very excited about this. Um, you know, Nancy and I were thinking of you too. We um, were at a garden that we'd never been to here in Tucson. Um, and it was a children's memorial garden. And that was another thing that kind of dawned on me, how we have these gardens that, were memorial gardens and peace gardens. And that's something I think we should be on our Mm -hmm. lookout as well. For sure. The Children's Memorial Garden here um, is part of a park system. There's a 131-mile loop of trails connecting all the communities here in Tucson. So people can hike, ride their bike, jog, walk. Um, But this was a memorial garden, and and, uh, it's a very somber thing, but at the same time raises awareness and creates peace. And it was a memorial garden for children that were murdered. I know that's, I, you know, it you just, it's hard to fathom, you know, but when you're there, it um, reminds you to, it, it fosters a uh, more positive outlook and yet creates awareness of that kind of issue. But what was amazing is all the flowers and those sculptures, the art that they put in there, and this vermilion flycatcher was like, that was his territory, him and his wife's little territory. And mm-hmm. everywhere you turned around, there they were on the signs, on the sculptures and the flowers. And I was like, there's just a symbol of peace that came with that. And I think that's something else for, for us to look at is, is these kinds of gardens. because It is unique and different.
1: Well, that's why mm-hmm.
0: we love your slogan wrap yourself in nature. I think that's because comforting. that's what we thought these kids have been wrapped in yeah, nature. Yeah, it's, it's very awesome. comforting. It's very yeah. comforting. So, yeah,
1: I but, noticed that a lot of uh, the botan- botanical gardens now are coming up with uh, children's gardens, not a memorial garden, but actual children's yeah. garden mm-hmm. where they can interact in the environment and learn more about the the plants Mm. and the animals and the butterflies. And, um, yeah, yeah, I think that's a beautiful thing. And the more we bring our children to the gardens, um, that's how I fell in love with it. My mother always brought me to gardens where I was growing up and, and it was my favorite time. Just, Mm. I was in awe when she'd walk around the gardens and I'd see the beautiful flowers and, It brought my, um, my desire to, you know, work with that and it affected my art. It it was, um, Hmm. it really affected my life just, just by going to the garden. So um,
0: putting the children
1: in the mix is very important. Yeah. I'm I like love that. that
0: too. I know we, I know Tucson Botanical Gardens where we are locally. Until we hit the road, um, they do that. I know Encinitas, um, uh, the botanical gardens there do that. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. then we have those flower fields in Carlsbad. Yes. You, oh, you, I love those. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, that's in, in San that's Diego. Amazing. Um They have a whole children's program there, you know, and I love that. And uh, they have that orchid house too.
1: Mm-hmm. That that
0: is awesome. Mm. I love. You know, they also have Keys uh,
1: Keys Creek lavender fields that open themselves up to um, the local people and uh, visitors. And now they're doing a B&B there. Um, it's an actual farm for lavender, but you can go and um, visit it, and you can even stay overnight there. And it is such a
0: peaceful,
1: beautiful, um, high vibrational place. Where, where uh, is this? where uh keys lavender farm is in san diego really oh, wow we're gonna to have to look, to, look to Road oh, <laughs> yeah look it up at uh, keys lap key it's keys creek lavender fields uh okay. you can look it up online uh, but yes oh it was my favorite place to go the minute i knew they were blooming i'd be out there just cool. just to be in it not just to photograph it but to be in that energy oh, they
0: yeah, know, it was calming. High vibration, too. Yeah, it's very nice. Mm, so, cool. Yeah, it's true. All plants have different vibrational energies, and it's up to you to pick it up. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. true. They're healing, they're healing, they're very healing. Margo, well, thank you for sending us on a flower-powered mission. We like it. You can't beat that, man. <laughs> you cannot beat a flower-powered mission. I know. I feel like we're going to get on a bicycle and pedal with, with mm. pedals or something, you know. Uh, everyone again, you can see Margo's beautiful work. Go to com. That's C-A-R-R-E-R-A fineart.com. She's also on Etsy.com. Just look under shop. Margo Carrera and of course she's up on blendradioandtv.com and also nationalparktraveling.com. You can follow our tour go to loveyourparkstour.com, and you'll also see a section there for our mission possible story series so you'll be able to follow our garden stories as we travel full time on our quest to visit and cover pretty much we're not just saying to make it easy and it's really true we're going to document every park we can in America. That's right. Every single one, because why not? It's not a bad life, man. <laughs> can do you that. guys are
1: amazing. So amazing.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, Margo. We appreciate you sending us on the mission and supporting the tour and plants and gardens and nature. You take care. Thank you for all you do. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you.